0: is going on how we doing out there welcome into to sports betting daily thanks for joining us on a tuesday or at least a tuesday show we're recording on a wednesday and i said this for the monday show but just to repeat if you're just listening to this one uh we recorded this yesterday actually i had a Producer in studio. I'm at my desk right now my office, but I was in the studio at a producer It was this whole thing It was awesome And I'm an idiot and I ended up deleting it because I saved it and was gonna post it later and it was a whole thing So I'm, re- I'm re- like re-recording sort of the content and we talked about Pro football focus player ranking, so I'm just gonna do that today. We'll talk about like the top five to top 10 or so in each uh, in each position, quarterback, running back, and receiver. Some agreements, disagreements, and just kind of look at PFF. PFF does a good job of these rankings. And also, we'll take a look at the uh, college... Uh, power rankings for Pro Football Focus and kind of, again, agreements, disagreements and see where PFF has them because Pro Football Focus is interesting. They do a real good job of of dialing in the analytics and boiling everything down to a number. We talk on the show all the time about one of the toughest things about being a better is quantifying all this different information. And When you watch a football play, It's it seems easy that if the if the run is a success, then we want to upgrade the offensive line, upgrade the running back and downgrade the defensive line. Just, just at first glance, just watching, you know, on the couch with your buddies. But when you really slow it down and look at things frame by frame, exactly what happen, happened on each play, Pro Football Focus takes everything into account. So if you try and throw a short pass and it's a perfect pass from the quarterback, bounces out of the receiver's hands and the defender picks it off because it lands right in his numbers, you downgrade the receiver because he, he dropped it. You don't really do much to the defender because it went right into his chest, he didn't have to move. And you may even upgrade the quarterback because it was a perfect throw. So that's what Pro Football Focus does. It takes everything, all the game state stuff sort of out of it and looks just purely at performance. That's why these ratings are really indicative of how are these players doing. And, And I think they're some of the best ratings in the business. Now, you have to pay for these. I recommend if you play fantasy football for, you know, maybe over... I don't know if if the if the pot at the end of the year is over like five hundred bucks, it's probably worth it. Uh, to, to spend a few bucks on a monthly Pro Football Focus package. I believe it's worth it to look at the player ratings and to see where PFF has these players. If you bet, I certainly think it's, it's worth it. So uh, let's go over these ratings. Let's start off with quarterback. Uh, number one quarterback according to Pro Football Focus. And this is the overall rating because what they do is actually break it down, passing and then rushing. Okay, if we look at the best rushing quarterbacks, Josh Allen's one, Lamar Jackson's two, Jacoby Brissett's three. Okay, but if we're looking at the overall rating, Josh Allen's one, (laughs) Geno Smith is two, can you believe that, and Patrick Mahomes is three. So it changes based on the rating. Today we'll talk about the overall ratings, from uh, all these all these positions. Quarterback, running back, receiver, just the overall rating. So Josh Allen, one. Geno Smith, two. Mahomes, three. Andy Dalton is four. Now, Andy Dalton hasn't had a ton of snaps. He's only had 188 offensive snaps compared to Mahomes, who's had over 400. Jalen Hurts, who's had 444. Tom Brady's had 409. So the volume isn't there yet, but he's grading out number four overall for his volume. Uh, Jalen Hurts is fifth. Tua Tunga Viola is sixth. And again, the snaps thing, he's only had 196 snaps, but Tua's looked really good this year. And I don't know, I'm not sure if I shared it, I might have on the show's uh, Twitter account, at SBD underscore pod. But it it was this video that someone posted a couple weeks ago about, uh, or it was Tua throwing the football and it was flipped. So it looked like he was right-handed. And it's so weird how that phenomenon works because I think that Tua looks weird throwing. I thought that Tim Tebow looked a little strange throwing. Lefties just look weird. But when you flip it, it looks completely normal. Like Tua's got this actually like really tight, fast delivery. He looks almost elite when you flip him to a right-hander. So optics mean a lot the way we evaluate and judge or even in fantasy football if we're talking about that, where you draft these players and what you'll know, trade for these players. And it's just funny, you know, to uh, I don't think anyone's saying he's a, uh, you know, uh consistent top five PFF quarterback in the league every year. But this year, number six overall, I don't, th- I don't think that's some fluke. And by the way, if you say, oh, well, he runs a football, he runs football. He's one of the worst rushing quarterbacks, according to the PFF grades in the league. He's grading out at the, let's see, 54. So he's right there 26th in the league in rushing. <laughs> okay. 26th out of 36. And so it's not because of his legs it's purely because of his his arm and if you look at the uh the, the passing rating he's sixth as well so anyway two is sixth and when he plays and he may not play if he gets hit again and you know watch out for that that's something to consider but he's been very good this year tom brady number seven kirk cousins kirk the jerk number eight and if there's one thing we know about kirk you get him in that early morning time slot And he is uh, one of the best in the league, or at least consistent. If he's playing prime time, or a London game, or any other game besides a 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, um, or 1 o'clock Eastern, you know, he's not the same quarterback. So Kirk 8, Lamar Jackson 9, and Jacoby Brissett is 10. Uh, Other notable quarterbacks, I thought, Aaron Rodgers is 11, Justin Herbert is 12, uh, let's see, Jimmy G for all you Jimmy G haters slash lovers out there, 18th, so right there about average in the NFL. Kyler Murray, uh, Kyler Murray, 19th. Daniel Jones, 20th. So uh, this is interesting stuff. Derek Carr, 25th. R- Russell Wilson, 30th, just one spot uh, behind Matthew Stafford, 29th. So, uh, but yeah, the, the the top ten, that's that's really interesting. I mean, look, this is why it's good to go through this because this sort of sheds all the biases and all the preconceived ideas we have about these guys. These are just numbers and nothing more. So, you know, if you heard like Tua come up and you go, oh, what is that? Tua sucks. profile folks don't know what they're talking about. Football Focus doesn't has, have an opinion. They just look at the, the everything that they can, try and boil it down to a number and give us access to that data for a nominal fee, of course. All right, let's get to wide receivers. And by the way, it's just like no plug. I don't, you know, I'm just think it's a good tool. Uh, receiver rankings, number one in the league. Who do you think's number one? Give you a little, little jeopardy here. All right. It is Tyreek Hill, number one, number two, Stefan Diggs, uh, number three, Cooper cup, number four, AJ Brown and number five. I think my biggest surprise here was Drake London, you know, Drake London. And, and what Ryan producer Ryan said yesterday when he was in studio was, if you look at Atlanta last year with Kyle Pitts, as a rookie, before a lot of people knew how to stop him, they exploited that. And they really, really took advantage of other teams with uh, Kyle Pitts. This year, Kyle Pitts has fallen off the map, but Drake London really stepping up his production. And again, the number five overall PFF receiver, that says a lot. They're boiling down this to you know to just the uh, core information they think is important. So, I mean, he's been really good. Uh, where are we here? Uh, Drake London, number five. Randall Cobb, number six. How about that? Randall Cobb, six, Chris Olave, seven, Brandon Ayuk, number eight, Chris Godwin, number nine, and Jacoby Myers, number 10. And and again, some of these players have great stats. Some don't have stats that jump off the page, but this isn't about statistics. It's about how are they performing on a game-by-game, play-by-play basis. So that's really what's important here. Um, that's what is, you know, surprises me about Randall Cobb. And I mean, Randall Cobb hasn't been blown up in the stats, but he's been playing very well when he gets a chance. Uh you know Brandon Ayuk. He gets a lot of opportunities, but he's eighth in the league. So uh, okay, uh, and by a lot of opportunities, I mean a lot of snaps. Three hundred forty-three snaps so far, which is the th- second highest on the list I just read. Uh, Chris Godwin ninth overall. Jacoby Myers tenth overall. Eleventh uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Twelve Justin Jefferson. Thirteen Michael Pittman for uh, Indianapolis. Uh, Devontae's 14th. Isn't this surprised a lot of people, right? You look at stats, you look at the dominance this year, the target share, but uh, Devontae Adams, only 14th overall in the NFL. And uh, let's go 15. Jalen Waddle is 15th. So uh, Tyree kill number one, Jalen Waddle 15. And look at how well two has been playing. It's like, okay, I mean, is Miami underperforming? Like, should that be a part of the discussion after looking at those ratings? All right, so let's get to uh, halfbacks and that's where we'll stop today. We're not going to do all the positions. But uh, running backs, the number one running back according to Pro Football Focus has been Nick Chubb, uh, two Josh Jacobs, three Tony Pollard, four Christian McCaffrey. And you know what's interesting is Christian McCaffrey is obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but he's a very good uh, receiving running back. Number two in the league at uh, just pure receiving rankings. But when you look at the rush rankings, he is a uh, seventh overall. So I mean, that's not horrible seventh, but obviously his main tool is, is receiving. If you wanna know who he's behind as the number two uh, ball catching, uh, uh, running back in the league, Leonard Fournette, number one, uh, just slightly above him. All right, overall rankings though for halfback, I said Nick Chubb, number one, Josh Jacobs, number two, Pollard, number three, McCaffrey, number four, uh, Ramondre Stevenson for New England, number five, Derrick Henry, number six for Tennessee. Aaron Jones, 7 for Green Bay, 8, Cordero Patterson for Atlanta. Very good season for Cordero Patterson. Uh, 9, Saquon Barkley, 10, Austin Eckler, and uh, 11, Damian Harris. Uh, New England, two of the top 11 halfbacks in uh, PFF's ratings. That's that's impressive. All right, before we get out of here today, let's look at the college uh, power ratings. I think this is really interesting. We're, we're PFF again. Profitball Focus doesn't do a ton of college work, but where they do, I think it's just interesting to see what the numbers say. What is PFF's algorithm and methodology boiled down to in terms of the numbers? And it's often pretty online with what I and other professionals have. So PFF's college football power ratings, they've got Georgia, number one, Alabama, number two. This is after everything. This is after last weekend. This is why it's, 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 you know... uh, I have Alabama and Tennessee closer in my ratings than PFF does. They've got Alabama eleven points better, but the idea that you know Tennessee's now this this clear better team than Alabama. I talked about this on another podcast I'm on, College Ball Tailgate, and I said it. What I said was, you know, the idea of Alabama if they make that kick, everyone in the world is saying, oh well, it's Alabama. Being Alabama, of course they won it. Of course they beat Tennessee. We all knew that would happen, you know. But the kicker misses it. Tennessee ends up winning on a last-second field goal themselves. And so do we now intrinsically think that Alabama is a worse football team, not than Tennessee, but than they would have been if they made that field goal? And the answer to me is obvious. It's no, it's the same football team. So so there's people out there who upgrade, downgrade based on wins and losses. That's why that's silly. That's ridiculous. And that's why if, if you hear me say, PFF's rankings, Georgia 1, Alabama 2, you shouldn't scoff at PFF's rankings. There's a reason why they can do this successfully, and a lot of people out there can't. And I trust these rankings over a lot of other public rankings that are available. Uh, Georgia 1, Bama 2, Ohio State 3, Michigan 4, Clemson 5. They have Tennessee number 6, Old Miss number 7, Texas number 8, Illinois number 9. Oklahoma State, number 10. I'll just keep going through the top 20. Uh, 11 is is Cincinnati. Uh, 12 is Penn State. 13, TCU. Uh, Actually, uh, 13, there's a tie. They're the exact same rating. TCU and Kentucky, both uh, about two touchdowns better than average. Uh, uh, UCLA, 15th, uh, because there's two 13s, right? TCU, 13. Kentucky, 13. UCLA, 15. Oregon, 16. Two teams tied at 17, USC and Pittsburgh. Actually, three teams USC, Pittsburgh, and Wake Forest. And number 20 is Arkansas. So those teams range from Arkansas, about 12 and a half points better than the average football team, to Georgia, 31 and a half points better than the average football team. That's the range. It's pretty stratified, okay? If you look at like Penn State, 14 and a half points better, uh, Texas, 16 points better uh Clemson 22 points better, Michigan 24 and a half points better. So, you know, it's just it is stratified. I do agree largely with some of these ratings. I think they have Illinois a little bit too high. I know they've been winning. I know they look good, but uh to have Illinois right now ahead of teams like Oklahoma State, even though Oklahoma State lost last week, TCU. I'd even say UCLA seems questionable to me, and I do see a bit of a Pac-12 hold back in PFF's ratings. Some may like that, some may hate that. The uh, highest-rated Pac-12 team according to PFF is UCLA at 15, but they're all squeezed right there. UCLA 15, Oregon 16, USC 17, Utah 25, and again there i think a lot of my audience is probably going to agree with that because most of the audience that i think i have is anti pac-12 which like most people nationally are so i get that i don't really disagree with that too much i just think teams like illinois maybe in cincinnati at 11 i think maybe a little too high and penn state i know they just lost to a, a very very good if not great michigan team but having penn state all the way down to 12 Again, maybe a bit of an overreaction. So anyway, those are the PFF College Rankings, and that's going to do it for today's show. We will uh, get, uh, well, uh, I was going to say tomorrow's show, but we'll get today's real show, Wednesday's show, recorded after this. So uh, we'll talk to everyone then on uh, Sports Betting Daily.